Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friend. Happy Monday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Daily Podcast with me, of course, your host, Andy Goldstein. And a reminder, you can catch me on Drive all this week from 4pm alongside the sneaker freak, Darren Bent. Yeah, he's decided to tip up. Now, we start, of course, with football and the three Lions, who continue their Euro qualifiers campaign when they face North Macedonia tonight at Old Trafford Live on TalkSport. Will that be a tough game? Very comfortable win for England, whose 100% record in this group continues. It's a game you're expected to win, and with the quality that we have, that you should be scoring the goals. But it will break for Alexander-Arnold here, peaks one in, that is a great strike! I think Trent's been by far the standout player in this performance. You can see the quality that he possesses, which of course we know anyway. We're all looking at Trent and thinking, well that's what, what we know he can do. Can he improve on that? Wilson runs up, sends in the wrong way, blasts it into the bottom right-hand corner, and it's Malta nil, England 4. Southgate's done the job, 4-0 against Malta. Now we move on to North Macedonia, where you're probably going to be seeing another similar scoreline. We've got some depth, so of course there, there were decisions to make, because Monday we're going to be you know, firing right from the start. England manager Gareth Southgate has been speaking to TalkSport's Faker Others ahead of the game. Effectively, the last game of, of the season went really well in Malta. You were pleased with the performance. What are you hoping to see against North Macedonia? Well, the same mentality um, and hopefully even more quality. I think um, we did a lot of things well the other night. Um, there were th- some things that were a little bit loose that we won't get away with. Um, so against a higher level team we have to press slightly better than we did the intensity of that was good but sometimes the decision making we got away with because we panicked the opposition into making mistakes so against a higher level team who will exploit that if you don't get it right then then our decision making has got to be even better Um, and we had chances on the counter attack as well to uh, uh, to exploit um, some uh, some opportunities so those things can definitely improve. Well, what do you put that down to? Because you always urge against complacency, particularly with teams ranked lower down uh, the FIFA rankings. Was the reason for that a bit of fatigue, maybe end of the season, a little bit of time off in between, or that they just felt as if they knew that they were going to win the game? No, it, it wasn't uh, a fault in the performance because we knew that if we pressed with intensity, we would turn the ball over against that level of team. So 
uh, my observation is more that in a game like tomorrow, your decision making has got to be, you know, closer to perfect because uh, they have the ability to play out of that pressure even better. So we still need to swarm around the opponent. We still need to make it really uncomfortable for them when we don't have the ball. But you've got to be even more compact, and you've got to make sure that you don't allow them any space at all. And they are actually quite a threat on goal, North Macedonia, and as you say unlucky perhaps to, to lose against Ukraine the other night. What's been your analysis of the team you're likely to face tomorrow? I think in the games that we've seen they have um, they have a threat on counter especially. They have some good attacking players. They have stability in the last couple of games with the five at the back. That's, that's not an absolute certainty but it's been the case for the last couple of games. And of course they have a record where they've been to England twice and not lost. They've knocked Italy out of the last World Cup. They've won a knockout uh, qualifier in Germany in the recent past. So they'll come with some belief that they've been able to get big results and uh, we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen. Talks a lot about Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and the impact that he made in, in, in midfield and this new exciting, to use your words uh, and mine, uh, role as well. I know you're not going to tell me the team at all, but what could he bring to the party if he was to start again? Well, exactly what we saw the other night. Um, the, the vision that he has, the quality of uh, passing, and um, yeah, he played with, with a great energy as well. So um, I think everything that we saw, of course people will rightly say not, not the higher level of opponent, but the quality of the play is the quality of the play, and um, you know, lesser quality players wouldn't be able to produce that sort of... Um, contribution against uh, even a smaller team so um, that that's the bit that um, you know when when I'm watching him play is is the bit that really excites you. Um, just one final question and it, it kind of follows on from other conversations we've had about the the June camp and how difficult it can be with transfers etc and I know I know you're not going to talk to me about individual players so I'll just ask as a, as a whole but there are some players linked with various moves some players who maybe aren't getting as much game time as, as you'd like as an international manager do you have separate conversations with your players you know suggesting that perhaps a change might be a good way to go um, well I, I'm always there firstly for them if they want advice, I'm on sort of neutral territory, really. So they can they can pick my brains. I can give them an insight into the workings of certain clubs. Or, but um, you know, I try not to get too heavily involved. Um, if they want advice, I'll always give them what I think. Um, I I don't. I, you know, I I have to be very careful not to influence things that are. Uh, the duty of a club or could affect a club one way or another so you know uh, it, it's not for me to tell a player to leave a club or to uh, or to join a specific club I think that's dangerous ground um, so I'm always mindful of walking that line clearly the ideal is that you have players playing regularly they have more chance to show you where they are what they're capable of um, and more chance to impress you to, to break into the team so that is a factor when we're looking at things and more relevant in positions where we have more depth perhaps than, than others um, And but you want players confident when they're playing for you so they, where do they gain that confidence generally from their, their club performances and what they come in with there is also then the factor of 
if they've been with us a long time and they feel our trust and they feel that this is an environment they can be themselves and they can play well, then then that also has an impact in how they will perform for us, I think. Faker Others has also been speaking to England defender Luke Shaw ahead of the match. The last game of the season beckons. It feels like the longest season ever. Are you looking forward to it? It feels like two, two in one, if I'm honest. I think it's it's been so long. Um, but I think... This game is extremely important. Um, I think we can't switch off yet. Um, it's it's extremely vital that, that we get the three points tomorrow for, for where we want to go. Um, a, a competition we want to be involved in next summer. Um, that's the main priority. And yeah, it's it's going to be a very tough game. We 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 can't you know have any complacency. Uh, so we're ready. We feel ready. And like I said, no switching off. I think one more big push. Um, and then the lads can can have a break then. I was just talking to to Gareth Southgate there about what it's like as an international manager when you have players um, who are perhaps ready to move or there's question marks over their futures. As players, you must talk about it as well. You've just joked in the press conference that you know everybody's kind of tapping each other up to, to go. But I'm wondering what kind of advice you can give each other as well, particularly when you've got teammates who you play with at club and international level as well of course we have a bit of banter but for me I'm at Manchester United and I think I have to think for Manchester United and you know I've been at that club a long time and you know I know exactly how the manager works and what players would suit him best and you know if I can do anything I can to you know to to speak to them and you know try to try to get them to come here then then of course I'm going to do that I'm not going to lie like I said they're world-class players and I think they would you know make a massive difference in our squad um but at the end of the day, it's it's not my decision. It's obviously down to them, but I can only do as much as I can. But because obviously Manchester United is my club, and you know I want to do everything I can to to, to make our team stronger. The other side of that is a player like Harry Maguire, for example, who every single time an England squad is announced, we know how amazing Harry is for for England. Every time a squad is announced, the focus is immediately on, but he doesn't play regular Premier League football. Anymore. I think the, man- the manager here has spoke about it a lot. I think you look at the games Harry's played for, for England, he's never let England down. He's always been one of the best players. He's a massive part of this squad, not just on the pitch, but you know off the place around there. He's really important for the team. There's, of course, a lot of talk because obviously he's not playing. You know, I think sometimes criticism is understandable. Everyone gets criticised, but I think for Harry it's... It's been way way over the top. You know, people just follow the bandwagon and, you know, jump on that. And criticism is fair sometimes, but I think it's been extremely unfair, the, you know, the way he's been treated. I know he's going to get called up to England because every time he plays here, he's been brilliant in the past tournaments. And he's a really nice guy. And I think, you know, the way people target him, it's it's completely unacceptable. But he's a great lad. He's got a good head on him. And, you know, he's always positive. And I think... For me, that's the most important thing he can be. He knows everyone inside the changing room around here, the manager. We all trust him. We all love him. So that's the most important thing. Ignore the noise outside and focus within the camp and you know what he's got around here. My last question is on ignoring the <coughs> noise outside. And Trent Alexander-Arnold has tried to do that over a long period of time. And now we've got this change in role, which we then saw transfer to to England the other night what have you made of him in that position and could you ever imagine moving from fullback into midfield he's an unbelievable player don't get me wrong he is so so good an incredible talent you know when the ball is at his feet there's not many better than him 
um, and I think he's shown that. And you know, you never know; it's, it could be the start of something new. Of course, it's it was only his first game properly in there. I know he does it for Liverpool, but I think he was brilliant. And I think, you know, for him now, it's all about learning that that role, a new role. But you know, I think he's got the the qualities and you know the right mindset to learn and you know understand. You know that that different role that he's going to take, but for me, he's a fantastic player and is is one of the best in the world. Time now for some Ashes action. Talksport's cricket correspondent John Norman brings you the very best of day three of the first test. England started day three needing five wickets, and they should have got one in the first over of play, if not for another drop behind the stumps from Johnny Bairstow. A big drive from Carey, inside edge, going to Bairstow's right. He seemed to be wrong-footed, and he put it down. Worse was to come. Moeen Ali sporting an injury to his spinning finger, which may put his effectiveness, possibly even his availability, to the Test match come Australia's second innings. And with half an hour to go until lunch, Australia had still only lost the one wicket. They were inching towards parity before England went bang, bang, bang. There's been another wicket and it's Scott Boland who's gone. Another Aussie batsman who can't play the short ball. Stuart Broad banging it in and Scott Boland uh, playing deep in his crease has just uh, popped the ball uh, to silly points. So so, uh, that's wicket number nine. Stuart Broad's third in the innings and it looks like we're going to have a one innings game here at Edgbaston. Australia still trail by 15. They're 378 for nine. Australia lost their last four wickets for just 14 runs. Lunch on day three here at Edgbaston. Australia bowled out for 386. So it's a one innings game. England leading by seven runs. And they were 33 ahead when the rain came. However, there was a small break in the bad weather and Australia capitalised. Australia suddenly... Uh, They are all over England now. The uh, pressure's gone back the way of England. England 27 for two. That means they're effectively 34 for two. The umpire's calling the players off shortly afterwards. And despite teasing the crowd that stuck around for a couple of hours, that ended up being that. So 34 that England lead by. They've got eight wickets in hand. And don't let anyone tell you they know what's going to happen tomorrow because nobody knows what's going to go on with this uh, england Baspool side. Next up is Alex Crook and Darren Ambrose on the Transfer Insider Show, discussing the developing story regarding Ruben Neves leaving Wolves to play in Saudi Arabia. When players at the peak of their powers, in the prime of their career, swap the Premier League, turn down Barcelona to chase the Saudi dollar, that's alarming, isn't it? It is. It is for other leagues. Absolutely. For the for the Premier League. I was only speaking, I think I was on, on Friday with Jason Cundy saying about this and who would be that first player to take this leap coming into his prime. He's, if you look notoriously what the prime age is, 27, 28 on onwards, he's not even there yet. So... We we spoke about Mason Mount only because he was he was out of contract and the talk about um, Manchester United or well, talks about him going there, um, but Ruben Nevers seems to set to join. But I think anyone questions that, that they are chasing it for money needs to have a look at themselves because everyone would do exactly the same thing. I think you mentioned to me off air uh, Wolf Zaha potentially turning down. 15 million a year I think he could get 10 to 12 somewhere else he probably I think... feels quite offended when he looks at what people like Ruben Neves and Ngolo Conte have been offered that he's only been offered 15 million absolutely a year. and maybe that's something that his advisors may go back to, to whoever it may be and, and say that but 
the money that's being offered out there, if you're looking, uh, you, people will question the ambition, but football, when you're retired, you're a long time retired at 33, 34, 35, sometimes beyond. Seem, like you said, a little bit uh, a retirement league uh, up till now. Cristiano Ronaldo will, will say different to mm. that. He'll, he still wants to play in the next three World Cups by all accounts. So um, I, I think... Seeing Ruben Neves going out there, potentially other people look look at look at him and think, oh, okay, like he's coming into his prime. But the the money being offered out there is outrageous. Moving on to Arsenal now, former Gunners winger Perry Jerry Groves joined Sam Adafate on the Sunday session to discuss where they could strengthen during the summer transfer window. I've said before about Declan Rice. He's twenty four. Um, he's improving season by season by season. He's adding little bits to his game where he can carry the ball through midfield. He can play as the eight. He can play as the holding midfield player. He could play in Granit Xhaka's position, where it's like the inside left position, where he's a lot further forward. So I think Declan Rice is the perfect fit for Arsenal because obviously um, it seems like Thomas Partey could be going as well. So say he could play in there. He's got the passing range. It had more goals because obviously Arsenal, West Ham play a counter-attacking style of football. They don't, you know, go and press teams and not on the front foot. Well, Arsenal actually are miles more proactive, so he'll have more possession. He'll get himself into the box more. From Arsenal's point of view, I know they've put in a bid. They know that West Ham want 110 million. Just pay it. Pay, yeah, just even if you go right 90, we will give you 90 million quid, so you're quite close, right? And they go to 110. You go, okay, we'll give you 100. We'll meet you in the middle, and then we'll pay the add-ons. Just, just get it done. And I know, obviously, Declan Rice is away of England at the moment. He'll want it sorted as quick as possible because he's going to go away quite rightly for a well-earned break, you know, just to recharge his batteries. Mm. And it sends a message out to the player that we're not messing about. You know, we're not just going to like try and nick and to the fan five minutes. Well, actually, you know that this is this is the, this is the situation. We're serious. Boom, done. Exactly. We're serious. The Kai Havertz one is a bit left field, but. You know, he's not an out-and-out centre-forward. You've seen him for Chelsea. He's not an out-and-out centre-forward. He's, he's one of these players that he can play in a three and he can play on the left side or he can play on the right side. He can drift he can in and out. He can play as the ten. He's played him in field for Leverkusen. Yeah, so I, I think as well, sometimes when I've seen him play for Chelsea, sometimes his body language isn't great. Do you know what I mean? He can seem like off the ball that he's not particularly interested. So what are the... Characteristics that they see in him. Why do why do they Te- feel he'd be a good addition to the squad? I think technically he's excellent. I think he'll give you a threat in behind as well because I know he likes to you know drift, but he will. He's he's fairly quick. He's not lightning quick, but he's got decent pace. Well, you remember he scored that fantastic goal to win the Champions League for Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. So that's obviously getting him behind, and yeah. he's when he's in those areas, he's he's a cool finisher. So he just gives you. It's, when you're getting transfers in, it's like your risk, and you know that he can play in the, tra- in the um, Premier League. You know that he's played at Champions League level, obviously international level. So the risk is very, very minimal. You haven't got to wait for him to settle. You know, you know to buy into the culture, to be yeah. in a different country. So you know that you're okay. And they need someone else in that area, don't they? Because the, they need extra goal threat from someone. Well, they spread the got goals. eleven. Exactly. Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, all got fifteen. It's just forty-five goals from those three players alone they do spread the goals around but I think you probably need an extra option there don't they because although they've got Trossard Saka Martinelli Jesus they're all at that certain level of quality actually the ones behind that I mean Enketia, Nelson 
Is it enough from the bench? Trossard as well. Well, I mentioned him yeah, beforehand. Yeah. But um, Marquinhos, I think we'll probably see a little bit more game time, maybe, will he, this, this season? But you, I don't think you can be playing Saka for 80 straight Premier League games, which is what they have done. Yeah, no, I think um, you mentioned Trossard, so Trossard can come in and play on that side. I think you might see Fabio Vieira. I don't think he's done enough. I think he might be loaned out or he might be sold yeah. because he doesn't look strong enough to play in the Premier League. All these signings are fine, right? And quality players... But the priority is the centre-half. You have to get a centre-half because we saw when Saliba was injured, the drop-off from Saliba to Rob Holding is too far. It's too much. Rob Holding might be okay if he goes in for a game or two here and there. But you can see that he, uh, his positional play ain't great. He can get knocked off the ball very easy. He's not as good on the ball as what Saliba is. That was a big factor of Arsenal going forward where down that right-hand side, Saliba, Ben White and Bukayo Saka had a great little understanding when Rob Holding went in there, he didn't have the confidence to ping it in. So the centre-half is 100% the priority. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Man City have been linked with a big money move for RB Leipzig's Croatian defender, Josko Gvardiol. Here is European football expert Kevin Hatchard explaining what he would bring to the City defence during the weekend breakfast show. He is the real deal. He's an excellent defender, can bring the ball out beautifully. Uh, I think Leipzig would like to keep him for at least one more season, but uh, we know with RB Leipzig that everyone has their price. And so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if a Premier League club was able to to sign Vardyard. And it looks like Manchester City are very, very keen. And when you think about it, He's left-footed. He's the kind of player that would fit in really well with what Pep Guardiola wants to do, especially with this new system, actually, because for all of his quality on the ball, he is a really good defender. He does the basics very, very well.
Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another one. These Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts app first thing in morning. Do what you got to do to get it. I'm back today alongside the sneaker freak himself, Darren Ben. So make sure you join me from 4pm for that. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.